you love reporting live for duty it's a rainy day glummy gloomy lousy wet soppy seeping sputtering spitting splashful day you know makes me want to whip my cock out and take a piss I was never really affected by water that way you know sometimes when people hear water Makes them want to piss. Not me, really. Makes me want to take off my shirt and lay in a tub and go, Okay, baby, let her rip. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> yep, yeah, raining outside. Um, but hey, it's warm inside. Baby, it's cold outside. But shut the fuck up, it's warm inside. <clears throat> yeah. So hey, guess what? I went down to the Women's March. This past uh, Saturday, Saturday, January 20th, 2018, was, um, it was, a, I think it was like an international women's march, right? I know um, there was some marches in the States, and there was definitely one here in Toronto, Canada, and it was um, very enlightening, very interesting. It was, um, the, uh, the rally and the speeches were held, were held in, uh, at uh, Nathan Phillips Square, which is in downtown Toronto, right, out, right outside of our city hall. So the speeches and the rally, that commenced at the, uh, at the Nathan Phillips Square. And then the march went on. I forget where the march went. But um, anyways, on my way down to the, uh, to the rally, um, it was kind of funny, man. I get on the streetcar, and I noticed like, somebody had abandoned their signs. <laughs> some protesters had some signs that said, you know, it's like, um, you know, we will not tolerate this anymore. We are women and we are here. You must listen to us. And they had their, their signs and they just like abandoned them. <laughs> I was like, whose signs are those? And I was just like looking at them. I'm like, wow, man. Like they just gave up on their way to the protest. I'm like, ah, fuck it. This is never going to change. <laughs> they just left. They just left them on the bus, right? I'm like, wow. That's shameful, man. That is very shameful. So then I get off the, I get off the streetcar and I head into the square where the, the speeches are. And um, it's very interesting. There was like a lot of cross-promotion, I noticed, right? Like there was a lot of different like um, causes that were like piggybacking off of the Women's March, right? There was this old guy. He was carrying a sign that said, Fair is fair. You know, like F-A-R-E is F-A-I-R. It was like a sign to like um, protest um, the prices of the transit, the TTC. He's like, you know, all these bitches with their fucking problems, that's one thing. But you know what? I got to catch a bus. <laughs> so like, I was like, okay. Uh, you know, but I was looking at that. I was like, finally, you know, something I can actually care about. Nah, just joking. I was down for the Women's March. That's why I was there, right? And, um, but yeah, a lot of cross promotion. And there was this one crazy thing I saw, like, 
like it was pretty common for this to happen, which I thought was just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. There's a lot of women with their signs, obviously, right? They got these signs. And um, there's just, some of them have some outlandish shit on them, right? One said, um, we are the daughters of witches you failed to burn. You shall not silence my cry. And all these, like, you know, really heartfelt uh, messages. But then, in the middle of their protest, they'd just be like, Okay, um, okay, here, hold my sign. And they'd give their sign to their boyfriend or whatever. And then they'd, they'd, they'd scamper off to go to the bathroom or Starbucks or some shit. So there was a lot of these dudes just standing there holding their girlfriend's signs, right? I'm like, oh my god, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What kind of a feminist... <laughs> what kind of feminist would abandon their protest sign in the hands of their fucking, you know, overlording boyfriend, you know? Here you go, you fucking chauvinistic pig. Hold, hold this protest sign while I go fucking check out those cute little high heels. Oh my god, look at this. I've never seen this store before. You know, part-time protesters. You know, but like the main sense... The main, uh, sorry if you, I'm um, off mic here, I'm just stepping away to put down my coffee. Um, the main, I'm not even going to say sorry, you know, it's just something I hear in podcasts sometimes when people bitch and whine and mince and moan about the fucking sound quality. It's like, it, yeah, generally speaking, if you can hear me, it's fine, all right? And if not, hit me back with all um, questions, queries, and qualms at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com jr.thepodcast at gmail.com hit me back with all questions queries and qualms let me know if the sound quality is good let me know if you think i'm an asshole let me know if you think i'm funny let me know but anyways the the main uh, the main effect the main uh, feeling that i got from the protest was just a sense of um healing you know like a sense of um you know it was like cathartic it was um, a healing kind of a feeling. People just wanted to unify on all levels with all different causes, whether it be um, human rights injustices, um, female um, female injustice, you know? Sorry, what am I trying to say? Um, like um, inequality for women, whether it be uh, human injustice, whether it be transit fares. You know, people are trying to get together and um, heal. So that was the overriding feeling I got, which was cool. Because like, I, I was originally thinking, like, what's the point of this, really? Like, like who are we demonstrating against, you know? Like, like, yeah, really, right? That sounds bad, but, like, really, like, who, like, who? no more fucking uh, patriarchy. Okay, like, are we sp- who are we speaking to, right? So that's what I was originally feeling, but like, you know, it's, it was more of a healing and a social awareness. I think that's what the fucking goal was. I don't know why I, have to, I had to say fucking there, but, um, you know, I'm a dirty comic, I swear. So, um, yeah, that was the main feeling, um, just like a, a social awareness. And um, some of the ladies, uh, there were some speakers up there that were really good. Um, but here's one that really kind of caught my attention, right? Because I, 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 where I felt shame... Where I felt my shame was like, um, you know, like there's these women, they're going up and they're saying all these atrocious, heart-wrenching, gut-busting kind of um, stories, right? This one lady, she goes up there, she's making a speech. Uh, she's from a war-torn country. I, I'm sorry, I didn't really catch what country she was from, right? But she goes up there, right? And she's like, the women of my country, 
they've been suffering so much injustice. They're getting beaten and raped. The gang rapes are unbearable. And the whole audience is like, oh, oh. And she's like, rapes upon rapes upon rapes. We must stop the injustice. Oh. Right? I was like, holy fuck, right? Like, that's the reality of some of this, right? And then this one girl, the next speaker, she goes up. She's like, hi, my name is so-and-so. I'm a local artist, theatrical performer, sound artist. And I just want to share with you um, a poem about, you know, just womanhood and spirituality. She has the fucking nerve to follow that gut-wrenching horror story about gang rapes in some fucking, you know, bunker in the Middle East somewhere. She has the the fucking nerve to, the gall to follow that with her little fucking, she goes up there and she's telling this poem. She's like, as a woman, I'm a cyborg. And as a cyborg, I'm a woman. And my eggs, my maternal feeling, my maternal flight. A skibbity beep bop a doo. And she's, she's doing all this like artsy fartsy nonsense. And it's just like, what in the hell is she even talking about? And the audience is like eating it up, right? Because of course, they got to be polite. You know, and they're just eating it up. They're like, woo! Yeah, you go, girl! Talk about cyborgs! I'm like, what the f- Cyborgs? Is that a veiled fucking... Um, you know, hint at abortion? Like, what are you talking about? Right? So, um, anyway, I was just, the shameful part of me was like, what I related to was like, the artist. Because I was like, you know, yeah, the gang rapes, that's one thing. But, you know, it must be difficult to go up there and like, you know, perform for a sea of fucking people telling poetry and shit. Like, I wrote a poem to a girl in grade 12. I'm still fucking thinking about hanging myself, you know? Like, oh my God, like the nerve I had to write a poem. And this girl, she's up there telling a poem to like thousands of people. Ugh. I wrote a poem to a girl in grade 12. Shameless. Shameful. You know, in hindsight, I was just trying to get laid, you know. But like, fuck, I, you know, I ha- you know, Ugh, you live and you learn, right? But um, anyway, so, um, you know, I was kind of feeling like, wow, is that really the only thing I'm getting out of this and it wasn't obviously but it was something that I was thinking because I was like you know that's how desensitized we are to like human suffering and more specifically the women's rights and the women's movement right that's how desensitized we are sometimes you know even when I was like preparing for this podcast talking about it I was like you know I I didn't want to speak um uh What's the word? Um, I didn't want to speak in a vague notion about gang rapes. Like, oh, in some war-torn country somewhere, there are gang rapes. And I'm like, well, where are your facts, right? I'm like, you know, like, you should have some facts. Completely overriding the fact that I saw a woman from that country standing in front of thousands of people giving a speech about what she witnessed or what she possibly even went through. I, I don't recall her saying she was a victim of that, but she, uh, she, she witnessed it amongst her family, and she, she knows it to be true from her community, right? And, you know, it's like, that's kind of what it is, like the, dis, the, the disconnect of like, oh, this woman, she's speaking passionately about it, but where are my facts? I need some real facts, you know? Let CNN tell me what the facts are, you know? Like, don't believe her, right? So, you know, I was, I was, you know, but 
the good thing I was there. You know, the good thing is I was there and I was listening. And um, but you know, you ever try to mingle at a feminist rally? <sighs> Tough titty, man. Like you know, a lot of cold shoulders. You know, I was looking around the audience. You know, was a lot of good-looking women there. You know what I mean? A lot of hot young chickens. And you know, I'm a young guy too, right? Why shouldn't I? You know, like, you know, like I'm like I I am there to listen for the women's movement. But ladies, just as a plea, as a single man, don't forget me when the sexual revolution comes, all right? Because, like, isn't that what it is? Like, with women's rights and women's issues comes sexual revolution. And just let me be on the receiving end of that. No pun intended. But let me be there when that fucking plateau is um, the next next phase, right? Because I'm fucking desperate, man. It's a fucking desert out here in my heart. And my pants, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. Um, I think that's one of the most um, revealing things for me, having attended that, mar- uh, that rally, that march, was um, hearing that lady speak about um, just the atrocities in her country and then it almost like didn't register with me. That's, you know, and that's kind of the point, I think, uh, at least from my perspective, that's the point I think a lot of these women are trying to make is that when they speak, they want to be heard and taken seriously. Yes, further investigation has to be made. Yes, the truth must be validated. But generally speaking, when a woman... In this case, but also to stretch it out to just in general, when a person speaks up against injustice, a society has a obligation, a responsibility to listen. You know what I mean? And not discount it. Not discount it as just, ah, whatever, I'm desensitized to this. This is the same old shit I've heard before. And, you know, where does that fit into my needs in my um where does that fit into my life where, where is that relevant to me how is that relevant to me you know we gotta we gotta fight through that because you know that's what i felt like this woman she's talking about rape and all sorts of horrible things in her country and i'm just like i'm thinking about that poet that poet woman up there just you know telling her stupid poem and i'm just like huh and um, also, the next day, as I'm preparing for this, uh, well, two days later, as I'm, as I'm preparing for this podcast, it just goes over my head that, oh, this woman was reporting in the flesh about the things that she has experienced. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know, I want to read about it in, uh, you know, McLean's or something. Maybe then it'll be fucking McLean's magazine. Maybe then it'll be relevant to me and what I think or whatever, right? So... And here's a sticky situation. This is very sticky. So check this. So I'm at the rally, right? And, um, you know, the lady, she goes up there. She finishes her speech, you know. We need to stop the gang rapes. We need to get together as women. We need to go forward as women. Strong women. We must unite. Oh, my God. That was so great. Oh my God, so inspiring. Okay, ladies, it's that time. All right, everyone, let's march. 
Like, I totally forgot it was a march, right? I thought I was just at the rally, right? And all of a sudden, like, a sea of women, they, like, turn around and they're facing me now, right? Because I was on the outskirts, right? I was, like, standing by this barricade, right? I was like, oh, fuck, it's a march. I forgot about the march. And all these women are, like, goose-stepping towards me, right? They're fucking high heels clicking and shit, right? I totally forgot. I'm like, oh, well, uh, I'm, you know, I'll listen, but, like, I can't, like, wander around downtown indefinitely with, like, a roaming mob of people, right? Like, this is not really my comfort zone, right? People are, like, banging on drums and shouting and blowing whistles and screaming and, you know, fucking thrusting their picket signs up and down in the air and shit. I'm just like, oh. So I'm, like, trying to cut away from the group, right? And I could just feel, like, the pressing eyes of the women just staring at me, you know, like that fucking scab. Look at him. You spineless jellyfish. I slither away. Yeah, and that, that was um, my feminist 2018 Women's March experience. I could date a feminist, you know. Who needs the girl next door? Give me the feminist equal wage, equal market value next door. Give me that. Give me that next door. <laughs> yeah, imagine that, you know. But, uh. Yeah. I got a really good feeling from it, and I was glad I went. And, um, you know, while I can be kind of, um, obviously I joke, but um, I don't know if it's that obvious either. You know, people might find this unfunny. People might not even uh, see the joke. They just might say, oh, my God, what's this fucking asshole saying? all these horrible things for, what a psychopath, but, um, you know, obviously I joke, but, um, how I feel is like, yeah, like as a man in this time, it's like my responsibility to listen and to let these voices come to light. I mean, not let as if I have the right to let something out or whatever, but like to encourage these voices to come out. And to understand there is a change that needs to be made because, like, I obviously haven't gone to that place of, um, you know, that unthinkable place of rape. I've never done that. But I have been guilty of being chauvinistic and um, just, for a lack of a better word, like a skirt chaser. I've done that. I've been drunk at bars and hit on women inappropriately, said inappropriate things. I've done that. And what this culture is showing me now is that women are fed up with that. And um, they want to change that societal viewpoint that it's okay to, you know, to hit on women that way or treat women that way, where it's like they're not these objects where we can just, they're not these objects of our pleasure, you know, where it's like, oh, I can get drunk and make a pass at a woman or cat call at a woman on a, on a construction site or whatever, or, you know, use her as, use my power as some kind of bargaining chip with her in a job setting or whatever, right? So, you know, a lot of men are probably in my position where it's like, we're not particularly guilty of anything, but would we want our sons to behave the way we have behaved? I would not want my son if I had one. Maybe I do. You pig. No, maybe I do. But I would never want my son to behave the way I have behaved towards women. That's for sure. 
but um, you know, it's great. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. It's a great time for women, and hopefully, be a better time for me once my fucking comedy starts picking up and shit. You know, fuck, man, I've been in the doghouse lately. I was at an open mic last night, and uh, eh, it was fun. But um, you know, yeah, it's tough out there for um, performers. You know, it's a really interesting time. You know, um, social media is opening it up where it's like everybody's getting heard, you know? So conventional ways of performing are kind of going away, I feel like, you know? Like um, the live show is it's kind of like, you know, the audience rate, the audience attendance is just not there unless they know who you are, right? People aren't as willing to go out and just see things, I find. But, um, you know... That was just a thinly veiled um, transition out of that uh, spiel that I was making about what women want. I just want women to be happy, just like myself. I want to be happy. Ah. So yeah, um, I'm thinking about a vacation pretty soon, right? Like um, paying off my student loans here. And I was looking through this travel guide, right? Um, National Geographic, Best World Traveling Edition, 2018. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Hit me up with some feedback. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Tell me where I should go. You know, I don't know where I want to go. I want to go out and explore the world a little bit once, um, once I get an opportunity, which should be fairly soon. I want to go out and see some things, you know what I mean? been playing it kind of close-fisted lately, you know, like, um, you know, I haven't really traveled too much. I've been just kind of busy with work, my recovery. My recovery is going very good, ladies and gentlemen. I am um, one year, two months, and 11 days sober today. And if it sounds pathetic because I got to count the days, that's because I was pathetic. I was very pathetic, and I got to keep that in mind. I got to remember that, uh, you know, without the grace of God, I can't do shit. Without my sobriety, I can't do shit. So I got to remember that. And um, one good thing turning the corner is, um, you know, I want to get traveling again. I don't know where I should go. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Give me some tips. Give me some feedback. Static. No, static. Static. Give me some static, you know, hit me up, let me know what's going on, where I should go. I don't know, I don't know where I want to go. Because, like, you know, now that I don't drink and stuff, like, I mean, I was, looking in the, I was looking in this fucking National Travel Guide or whatever, National Geographic, and they're talking like, oh, you can go down to this beach for drinks, and oh, go to Dublin, you can go do a tour of the casks of Kilgariff and whatever, right? Kilgarin or whatever. And um, Kilgariff... Caligannon. Uh Sorry, um, the lady there, um, Karen Kilgariff from My Favorite Murder. Her mind kind of crossed, or her name kind of crossed my mind there when I was saying that. But I mean, Kilkenny, Kilgenny or whatever, Kokenny. Uh, so I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I would want to do. Where would I go? What would I do? Because like I don't drink anymore. So it's like, yeah. Uh, a lot of it was like party destinations and stuff and uh you know vegas is out of the question like what am i gonna do man i've done the hooker thing i've done the fucking cocaine till fucking five in the morning thing I can't, like what, what am i gonna do i need some place to go where it's like um you know 
calming, relaxing, fruitful. Um, where, 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 can a, where can a black man get a nice hammock? That's what I want to know. I want to get a nice hammock somewhere and uh, just like chill the fuck out. But um, I was thinking of going to Niagara Falls, Niagara Falls, because like um, I, I still got a Greyhound ticket from last year. I did a gig in Sudbury, right? Hell gig. Oh my God. Um, I got in a fight with a Mennonite on the way to the gig. Um, this fucking Jebediah Springfield or whatever. He gets on the bus, right? And I'm, I got like a window seat on the bus, right? And he comes and he says, oh, excuse me there, boy. Do you mind if I move you so I can sit next to my wife? I was like, no, fuck off. Get your stupid little fucking hat and get the fuck out of my face. What's, what's the problem there, young man? Can't you let the man and the wife sit together? I'm like, dude, we're talking about an issue of comfortability. You want to be comfortable? I want to be comfortable. I was here first. Fuck off. Oh, well, you know, that's not very hospitable about you. And he, he bitched and moaned at me for like a fucking hour. Like he would come over from time to time and go... Oh, I sure do wish I was sitting next to my wife. I'm like, I sure do wish he'd just fuck off and die. So, you know, this stupid fucking Mennonite was in my head. Then I get to this hell gig in Sudbury, Ontario. I go on stage. It's at this dingy metal fucking show. I go up there. The stupid bitch in the front row. Sorry, I know I was talking about women's rights and stuff. But hey, she pissed me off. I'm talking as a comic now. The stupid audience member in the front. She's fucking belligerent and saying all this stupid shit. So I got to fucking argue with her the entire show. Then I go up there and I start telling my jokes and shit. They've already been beaten to death by the horrible fucking comics that were on before me. I'm fighting tooth and nail just for every goddamn joke I can get out. And then finally, my set's done. I say, fuck, fuck, fuck. I walk off stage, you know, I'm in a fucking cold sweat, cold sweat. And I go and I get my paycheck. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here. I call a cab. The cab shows up. Then the audience member stole my cab. I'm fighting with this audience member to catch a cab. Finally, I get a cab. I get down to the fucking transit station. Bus is delayed. The bus is three hours late, so I'm wandering through the fucking Sudbury in minus fucking 20 weather. It's snowing, it's windy, I get to a Tim Hortons, I get a coffee, then I see a wooded area. And I walk into the wooded area, and I scream into the wind, FUCK! Get back on the bus, get back to Toronto, I call up the Greyhound, I'm like, you motherfuckers, owe me! They're like, what are you talking about, sir? I'm like, you owe me, like, fucking, like, um, what do you call it, um... Um, late fees. You guys were late. The bus was fucking late. You got me stranded out there in Sudbury with all these goddamn yokels in the middle of the goddamn night. You guys owe me. And they're like, okay, here, we'll give you a $40 voucher. So now I've got a $40 voucher, which I can put towards a trip or something. So maybe I'll go to Sudbury. <laughs> Fuck that. Maybe I'll go to, like, Niagara Falls, is my point. I'll go to Niagara Falls and see the falls. A nice, calming, relaxing mood for old chuckle buddy here. You know? Anyways, it's Jonathan Ramtram tuning in here on um, January 22nd, 2018. God bless the Women's March. God bless the Women's Movement. And God bless you. Hit me up at jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, queries, and qualms. And um, I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.